Yeah. That's uh, I know it's, it's hard to find that niche mm-hmm. where you really fit in the best mm-hmm. because when you find that, it just becomes so easy. Right. You know? As for me in physical therapy, I never in my life thought I would do anything like this. I was going to be a Navy SEAL. That was oh, right. my goal. I mean, my thought was going to be that. You are tuned in to the Central Texas Business Podcast. We are coming at you from the damn studio at Lake Belton Barbershop in Belton, Texas. We are here to share the stories of local, regional, and national business owners on their journey of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We are excited to have you join us for today's episode. Let us dive into the show and unlock greatness. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what hobbies do you have? Maybe work is your hobby. Some people it is. Yeah. Um, what jobs you have had before, as you were explaining, and then your family and things like that. Yeah. So starting off with when I was a kid, I mean, we grew up in a ranch and my dad had property down in South Texas where I was born. Um, and I always thought, you know, he was a pastor. And so I thought I was going to be a pastor, you know, something along those lines. Mm. And I just never felt that call on my life. Right. And my dad thought I should. I knew I shouldn't, you know, it's kind of thing, that tension there. Mm. But as I got older, I just enjoyed working with people and enjoyed helping others. That was just always been my goal. Mm. And uh, he he didn't really see it because he didn't believe I really should go to college. Mm. But um, after I went to college and I really started seeing where I my heart was, uh, physical therapy just fit. I yeah. mean, it was perfect. And so whenever I started doing clinicals and, you know, going out there and actually putting my hands on patients and stuff. I fell in love with it more. That's awesome. Um, so kind of my background comes from, uh, been around the world. My daddy was a missionary preacher and he preached around the world, but, um, roots here in Texas. I was born in Texas. I've been raised in Texas. I'm Texas all the way through. Yeah. (laughs) You left and you got back as fast as you could, as they would say. Yes, sir. As quickly (laughs) as possible. Right. Um, and so from that, you know, it gave me a perspective of all of what Texas looks like Mm. while Texas and Texans treat each other. Mm. It's just the heart. Mm. And, uh, I think most people in Texas, that's their thought process of, I'm going to help others. I want to help people. And so, um, that's me, you know, Jobs from I've worked on a ranch. I've gone painter. <laughs> I was a truck driver. I was a small engines mechanic and a diesels mechanic. Oh so gosh. I've kind of gone through it. Yeah. Um, I've done a lot of different things. I've had a very full life. Um, uh, got five kids now, you oh know, my kind goodness. Of thing. there you go. <laughs> you know, I've had a very good life. Right. Um, most people, when I hear my story, they're like, man, you've lived at least two lives already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give me some of that. Right. It's, and then what you're doing is you are giving people the opportunity with, through therapy to live a life. Yes, sir. You know, a, a full life with, yeah. you know, not having to worry about after the therapy and the continued therapy, probably more prehab. It gets into prehab instead of rehab on some individuals yes, um, to where they're preventing the injury from reoccurring or strengthening that muscle. I, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm not very engaged no. in it, but yeah, even that part of the conversation from the, uh, like the other side being injured. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times people have a compensation or they have a knee injury. Mm-hmm. They start compensating and their other knee starts hurting them, mm-hmm. you know, because the weakness is there. Um, so we're able to help them get through 
the rehab portion while doing prehab on the other side. And so we do a lot of preventative work. Um, We also do massages and stuff like that. So that's another part of prehab uh, or preventative measures. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just, it's one of those things again. It's just how much can we help, right? And how much can we impact other people's lives? I mean, that's the name that's of my business is impact. Impact. So get go ahead and dive in on that one, man. Impact Therapy Solutions. Where where did we where did the genesis of the name Impact come from? Uh, Temple Bible Church. <laughs> All right, <laughs> they TBC. have a. Um, a program they run every summer. It's called Impact Camps. Oh, wow. And in my neighborhood, there was an Impact Camp, and they had a big flyer out mm-hmm. on the side of the road. And uh, been praying about the name. Mm-hmm. I thought of Grace. I thought of all these other names. I was like, Lord, I really want to have a name that encompasses my heart. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was driving to work, and uh, at the end of our street, there's this big sign. It says Impact. It's like. There it is. <laughs> All the signs. All the signs <laughs> just hit me. Man. <laughs> and uh, awesome. so I called my uh, guy that was working on the TLC or mm-hmm. the L- LLC, not TLC, the LLC of my company mm-hmm. and uh, said, hey, I'll think Impact Therapy Solutions. And so he put it in his computer. He's like, I'm sorry, that was taken. I'm like, dang it. And uh, he's he called me back 15 minutes later and he said, I'm sorry. I spelled it wrong. <laughs> oh my gosh. So it was perfect. It, was it perfect. fit in. It did exactly what we were wanting it to do. And everybody that comes in, they, they understand now mm-hmm. that name is not just a name. It's who we right. are. Right. It's a habit. It's a lifestyle yeah. of impact. That's awesome. So, yeah. So, I mean, from the outside looking in and doing those minimal research, it's, Okay, impact. Are we, you know, impact on the ground? What, you know, where are we yeah. going with this? But now that, now yeah. that, I only want to impact people. You, oh, the heart. Yes, sir. The heart is the big thing. 100%. Um, because so many times we can help people mm. feel better. Mm. But if they come in there and they have, say they've got family life issues, right? You know, we're not therapists in the sense of mental therapists, but maybe we can refer them to somebody that right. does have that capability mm. and, or, maybe helping them with their pain will help the mental mm-hmm. pain, you know? Yeah. And so, um, we really look forward to being that servant mm-hmm. to others. Yeah. You know? Being an ear, whether it be for their voice or for their body, you yes, guys sir. are listening. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really, that's a really awesome spot to be in. I'm you know, kind of jealous of that, but Hey, that's awesome. Uh, come on over. I'll let yeah. you work with come, come, check, come check it out. Yeah. Um, and so kind of rewinding back to, you were talking about education and actually a most a recent guest of ours he we kind of got into a little bit of education deep dive and he himself didn't go to college and Mm -hmm. he's 24 years old running a business bought a business and is running a business and we were you know just talking about the education system kind of sort of and i'm an educator myself and so we have that view but you mentioned you know your father didn't want you to go to school which Mm -hmm. is kind of not the norm because Normally parents are encouraging and everyone's encouraging someone to go to school. So yeah. what, what was that process like? I want to go. So, that. I mean, the biggest thing is school isn't the key. Mm. A lot of times we really do push it, but it's not necessarily the key. Mm. The key is experience and doing something along the lines of something that you love. You have the experience because you will, you're willing to put the experience there. Um, my dad didn't want me to go to school because of the fact of 
he didn't feel like it was a godly place to be. It wasn't God glorifying. And um, I agree. And a lot of times it's not. Mm-hmm. But if we're willing to overcome that and really put our passion to work for us, mm-hmm. school becomes a, a growing ground like a tool. and a tool for mm-hmm. us to be able to push past those barriers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't think he kind of, he could see that. I mean, my daddy was, uh, what was he? He was in his eighties when I went to school. So, mm-hmm. um, you he know, had that, a lot of life. He to, had a lot of life experience yeah. to see mm-hmm. the downside of things, but right. he also didn't see the good side. Right. So there's, there's a, Plus and a minus, mm-hmm. like the gentleman you're speaking of. Education may not be what he needed. Right. He needed the experience. Well, that kind of education, the formal, exactly the the formal, formal education. Mm-hmm. But the hard knocks, yeah. that's going to be a different kind of education, and yes, it's sir. good for him. Yes, sir. Um, so I see it. I see the need for it, but I also see the, the need for more trade and learning the trade. Mm-hmm. Right. And here we are. You know, we've gone... I, I'm not exact. It's 2020 and 2007, 2008 was the last fall of, you know, the United States stock market, the housing market just plummeted. And here we all are almost getting on this student debt crisis. You know, a lot of people are starting to talk about the student debt crisis. And, you know, there's a lot of information out there that says that this, that could potentially be the next crash, crash because of the education system or because not the education system itself, but it's a, it's helping it out and mm-hmm. the government and all the loans that are just that have been just given out. And I would, you know, we're not having to get into this too deep, but the pushback on the institution itself mm-hmm. of raising the cost of education for to pay for whatever they're paying for. I mean, we all can see that the highest paid employees in most states are college football coaches, not knocking f- college football coaches because they the argument is they bring money into the program. But I mean, that set that says a lot it about does. and it does. your daddy was saying you know he saw some you know not so str- so strong points of college and now it's I mean it's a business everything's a business and exactly it, and it used to not be that was mm-hmm. the thing it used to be education mm-hmm. our problem has gotten to the point now of we need to revamp the entire thing mm-hmm. um, there's colleges around the world that their students yes they still have to pay but most of them work. Mm-hmm. in the college system to pay for yep. their school. Yeah. Um, or they've had a type of education that only say they wanted to be a mechanic. They don't have to go to college to be a mechanic. They yeah. could go to a trade, trade. and then learn these mm-hmm. things through that. Um, and Finland and Sweden, they're, they're not perfect by any means. Right. We're the best nation in the world, mm. but we do have a lot of downfalls that we could probably learn some techniques from other countries in. Right. And so the education system needs to be revamped. Mm-hmm. Kids at sixth grade, they already kind of know what they want to do when they grow up. I would agree. And there's a so passion. Why inside. don't we teach them mm-hmm. what they need to know? Right. Not all this extraneous stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would, I'm going to double down on that. And it's crazy because a guy that I listened to on a podcast, I mean, he always knocks. He was a terrible student. He graduated 330 out of 370 people, you know, terribly, but he's got it. He's a billionaire now and he's got it on a plaque in his office. And he says, I didn't need to know anything about planets. I didn't need to know the eight planets. And here I am at the beginning of the year. What do we start off teaching? Exactly. The eight planets of the solar system. And I struggle as a teacher and I'm not the, I know, you know, maybe it's because I, 
I have an educator heart, but I don't know. And that's something that I'm wrestling with in, inside yeah. is I, I don't understand why the kids need to know the eight planets. Yeah. We need to know gravity and we need to understand certain mm-hmm. things about our planet. Right. I mean, why are we learning about Saturn when we can't even take care of earth? Right. I mean, right. I'm not a, a green earth person. Mm-hmm. I believe that we should take care of God's earth. hundred percent. He gave us this earth. We're supposed to take care of it. We're supposed to be stewards. Right. So why are we learning about these other things? We can be learning about how to use solar, how to use wind. Yeah. I mean, wind patterns are picking up. Why aren't we using it more? Yeah. Why are we not using gravitation pull to create energy? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things there that I'm not brilliant in. Yeah. But why aren't we learning more about and it? And I will, I will say, as being in the trenches, I, I, I can tell you that through our energy unit that we just covered, we are, I know whenever I was in school, um, I can't remember what I learned in sixth grade. I really can't. And how many of these kids are going to remember, but I will say our curriculum, we are, we are touching on renewable, non-renewable energy. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's, it's good. It's good. It's a that's good thing. really good to hear. I mean, I'm, I feel like that's encouraging because there's so much and you know, we're not even talking about impact therapy and I'm sorry. <laughs> no, man, this, this is, is awesome. This, this is, is great. Really like, um, there's so much information out there that is misleading mm-hmm. on, on, and we could say on both sides of the issue, yeah. but the truth be told, we got one, we get one earth right now. Yeah. And if we don't, if, if we, we don't, don't help take care of it. and sustain it. And as you said earlier, um, I know cultivate it mm-hmm. as we were led to be and led to do, then it's not going to be as efficient for us to be the stewards of it that we can be. Yeah, exactly. And so just being wise well, with, with our, the energy yeah, sources I mean, that are so there. If we can go from that to looking at how we take care of each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we can correlate yeah. this perfectly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is unfortunately our society is so concerned about certain problems, right? But they're not looking at the issues. Mm. They're not looking at how to take care of each other. A hundred percent. You know, we see people that are winning these huge Nobel peace prizes and things like that, that are horrible at what they're talking about. Mm. They don't even know what they're talking Mm. about, but yet these people that are putting out an effort and cleaning things up and doing things, they're just putting pushed aside. Yeah. And so we, we've got our priorities mixed up. We look at, these people that are supposedly, <laughs> I'm going to say, put quotes on yeah. that, supposedly uh, role models. Mm-hmm. And they're worse than anyone. How, how are they yeah, showing their They're life? not showing yeah. anything right. in improving. Mm-hmm. Uh, insurance in this country is horrible. Yeah. Okay. I don't believe we should have free health care. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that we should be anywhere near a socialist government mm-hmm. or a socialist society. Right. But the problem is that's an issue. It is an issue. And we're not looking at right. it. We're not looking at what our impact on the earth mm-hmm. is like, yeah, you know, what can I do mm-hmm. to improve someone mm-hmm. else's life? Yeah. Well, reduce trash. Right. That's a huge one. Mm-hmm. Look at renewable energy, mm-hmm. but look at how I'm treating others. Mm-hmm. How am I li- living my life around other people? Yeah. I went to a restaurant the other day and a young lady told me, she said, the worst thing I can ever do is come in here on a day when there's a crowd. Mm. The reason is because people are so antisocial. They're always on their phones. Mm -hmm. They're rude because they're not getting their service fast enough. They're not getting, 
why? Yeah. And we think that that's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. We think that that's not reducing our energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. It's mm-hmm. destroying us. Well, and it's breaking that human connection right there. And you've, you've been hitting on it, you know, repetitively in a good sense that like we, the things that we're doing to the earth or to each other, like they correlate. correlate. They're, they're right parallel with each other. And yeah. I mean, if we think we can discard, if this earth is going to be discarded and thrown away, then, well, that's how we're going to treat everybody else. Everything mm-hmm. is disposable. disposable. Everyone's disposable. Exactly. And I mean, back in the way before my time, you know, fifties and sixties and before your time a little bit, <laughs> um, they had things that built were built to last. Yes. And we see that in the manufacturing of products now. Yeah. And, you know, the part of it too is there's becoming this place in America now where we have a platform of social media and these platforms that yes, they give bad, you know, bad influencers mm-hmm. a platform, but also the platform of the people that like maybe you and I that never had before yeah. to where we can go on and be a different light yes, that sir. instead of only showing that light to those around us, now we have social media that we can produce this content to that can see that there's a different way to do this. Yeah. And that's, and so I work with kids Mm. a lot. I mean, you work with kids Mm -hmm. in the school system, Mm -hmm. but you see the downplaying of children. You know, we've really put our children aside. They're our future. They're the ones that really matter. And we really don't look after them like we should. Mm -hmm. Fathers aren't in fathers anymore. Mothers aren't caring for their children like they used to be. We have daycares going out the wazoo. Well, they're necessary because everybody has to work. Right. But when those, the family structure is destroyed, the system's destroyed. Yeah. And that correlates to how we manufacture things. We drive through restaurants for crying out loud. We have so many fast food restaurants and fast this, fast this. We have to have faster internet. We have to have faster Wi Fi. (laughs) All these things show our lives as they really are. Right. We're constantly exposed as ex- the truth. Yeah. Right? And so it's neat. We need to find this pattern mm-hmm. that we were talking about earlier. We need to find that crossing point. Yeah. And for me, it's in God, mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. that's my goal yeah. is that crossing point has to be with God right. all the way, you know? And I want to, you know, that idea, that crossing point is almost, it begs the question of, you know, in a roundabout way of, what is all this for? Mm-hmm. for? To what means, to what ends is all this efficiency of speed? Yeah. What is the point if we are only going to then continue to try and be faster, try and be better, try <laughs> and we achieve it. And then we're just moving on to what end? To what end and, is it going to bring us? Right. And yes. it's going to bring us more efficiency and more faster this mm-hmm. and more faster that. And we're going to be faster getting away from each the, other. Each other. Yeah. We're going to be more interested in our telephone right. like we are already mm-hmm. but we're going to be interested in something that's fake mm-hmm. over what something is real that's the right. connections the yeah. realness of each other yeah it's it's heading that way yeah. a lot and that's you know and we're not and i don't think you are trying to doom and gloom in and I, i'm no. definitely not doom and gloom because we see 
we see some beauty in, in all this mess. Oh yeah. And there's, there's some gospel in all the mess. And that's, yes, sir. Jesus gets to drop, he gets, he drops in and just <laughs> spreads like wildfire. Yes, sir. And it's, it's beautiful whenever we each get those moments of rest mm-hmm. and we get to see that the work mm-hmm. in all of the pushing has then come to a place and being, you have to have self awareness to realize that I got to pause right now. Mm-hmm. I got to, I'm just going to sit in this. And that's a huge thing in the mm-hmm. physical therapy world. You know, mm-hmm. we're looking at holism, mm-hmm. you know, used to you hear holistic therapy or holistic this or whatever you thought, oh, voodoo. Somebody's done trying to sell me some kind of malarkey. Right. But it's not. Snake oil salesman. <laughs> yeah. Snake oil salesman. It's got a lot of liquor in it. Um, right. <laughs> but the big thing is, man, the problems that we see now is coming from everybody coming and wanting everything done so fast. Mm-hmm. Our body doesn't heal fast. Mm-hmm. It's not designed to. It's designed to be slow paced. Mm-hmm. It's designed to rest. And we heal better when we sleep. We yeah. heal better. We grow as kids when we're sleeping, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, people just oh, fast, fast, fast. Let me get a massage. Let me get fast, fast, fast. Let me get a massage. And that's not enough. That's not what we need. Our bodies need to stop. Rest. Um, I tell people a lot of times, you know, just doing a time out, sitting under a tree and taking 10 breaths. Why not? What did you just miss in 10 breaths? You know, really, it it just is such a simple exercise. It's a simple exercise that gets you where your feet are. Mm -hmm. Just that idea that, I mean, I'm definitely guilty of it. A lot of times, I mean, six months into marriage and two years into teaching, like I'm strapped. Okay. What's next? What's next? Mm-hmm. But the constant reminder of, you know, and I feel like it's the calling of God on our heart or, you know, however other people are seeing that it's a constant reminder of being where your feet are and yes, just sir. be present and be fully and be present, fully present. Whenever you can be. Yes, sir. Because that, I mean, it, you don't get that moment back. You no, don't, we, we can, don't, we can, Kind of go back. We got video cameras that can go back and you can rewatch it. And we always remember things typically better than they really were. Yes, sir. But being in that moment to be fully invested in whatever's work, whatever you have cultivated at that point in time, instead of just letting those moments pass you by. And you talked about parents and mother and father. And I mean, there's a whole, you know, you, I can, I can (laughs) talk about youth sports. I can talk about education system. I know. I can see those kids and I'm sure you can since you're working with kids that their parents are impacting their life yeah. intentionally or they're just okay out of it. Push they're just pushing them to the side. Push them aside. Okay. They're using the technology that we have as a babysitter exactly. instead of potentially hopefully hopefully helping that to helping their um I say student helping their child or yeah. daughter. Well, they're students. Son. I mean, mm-hmm. children are always learning. Mm-hmm. They're constantly learning. So you're right. I mean, using social media, using platforms to babysit our kids is completely off. I mean, you think when I grew up, I mean, how many times was I on a tree? I can't even tell you. <laughs> how many times do you see kids in the tree now? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we don't see them out on the street anymore playing. Yeah. I mean, yes, it is dangerous. Mm-hmm. I get that. I understand the danger there. But how much can we still do? We've got parks. Yeah. We've got places like that. And they don't get used. Right. They break down because they're not being used. Yeah. Um, and children, I mean, 
we're meant to be outside. <laughs> and I, I talked about that again, that exact idea earlier this week, but I want to get your thoughts on this idea that maybe, so we're, we're casting the kids to the side, but also how much of their time is too structured. Do you think, mm-hmm. what, what do you, what do you think on that? Most of the time kids time is needs to be free play. Mm-hmm. Um, we learn better in play, especially mm-hmm. from the ages of three to nine mm-hmm. kids learn more with their hands. Um, and then senses they taste, they put dirt in their mouth for crying out loud that they that need that. Bad. It, it <laughs> does, but do that again. <laughs> that's exactly the point right. of it. You know, and um, they climb a tree and fall out of it. Oh, maybe I shouldn't climb up that direction. <laughs> right. Learning <laughs> you know, real learned. time. Yeah. It's real time learning. <laughs> yeah. Um, how much time do you see? How many times do we see kids out playing baseball or basketball and they sprain an ankle? Well, is that's a good thing. Yeah. Parents like, oh, freak out about it. Yeah. No, it's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, one of my daughters hit her head once and split it open. Well, it's great. She learned <laughs> she not to do that to again. Do that again. Um, it's bad. It hurts. Mm-hmm. I understand. It's okay. Yeah. Um, but we learn from our mistakes. Yeah. And so, yes, kids' time is way too structured most of the time. Now there are others that they aren't structured enough Mm -hmm. and the parents push them aside to those games Mm -hmm. and things like that. And that actually causes structure, but it's a destruction of their time. Yeah. And so it's just, it's a, it's a will there. And if we could break that cycle, we can break the cycle and let kids be children, Mm -hmm. but parents have to be parents first. And they have to have that opportunity to be parents first. I mean, yep. We're, I feel like we're all in this space of, well, we got to be more efficient and we got to take care of our kids for this reason or that reason. And instead of keeping our focus on the cross that we were talking about earlier, that crossroads or the, or the actual cross, the actual cross. and, um, just again, th- thinking back to what, what is this, what many, what end of this means are we trying to accomplish here? Well, it's selfish. Yeah. It's we're mm-hmm. selfish people. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're going to be selfish as long as there's sin in this world. We're going to be selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, the selfishness of Satan when he tried to take over the throne of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, it started then. It, it's it's fell with man. The selfishness of wanting to have a fruit now, all the way down through Christ. Christ was the only man that ever lived that was not selfish. Right. And the fact is, I'm selfish. Yeah. I'm selfish of my time. Mm-hmm. I'm selfish of what I want to do. I've been married. I was married eight years. My wife passed away and then mm-hmm. I remarried and I've been married to six months again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, nice. it's, but I'm, I see my selfishness come out in my marriage more than anything. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> you look in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, it, it's just one of those hardest things to become a servant. And my life is built around serving others, but am I really serving others in my home? (laughs) So that's where I think parenting is the key is because we learn to serve our children, not bow down to them, but to serve them, show them God, show them Christ, show them his glory. Uh, It's just amazing. This is hitting me between the eyes a little bit because in the classroom, I have so much patience for those kids because I don't know their stories. I don't Mm -hmm. know their backgrounds. But I tell you, when I get home and something has just kind of irked me a little bit about my wife, I mean, honey, if you listen to this, I love you to death, (laughs) but I don't have the patience for for her. And 
That's backwards. It is in backwards. a sense. In a, I mean, in a small sense. In a, yes, in a yes. small sense, because she's somebody who's going to be with me for the rest of my life, if you know, Lord willing, and mm-hmm. that's. And I'm I'm just casting her aside, just like we do with relationship, or we, just like we do with the earth, as we were talking mm-hmm. about earlier. We those closest to us, and mom, dad, the sister, like we 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 cast them. Yeah, way we do because we're selfish and we go That's back right. to well what's important now you know, <laughs> exactly the backside of being present now is that we have to have some awareness of that stuff that's going on around yeah, us it's self-awareness yeah. it's really self-awareness yeah. i mean it's it's key to taking care of others mm-hmm. because if we're not self-aware of what we are doing the sin in our life how can we really love others sure and so you're talking about you know your wife and your the kids that you work with you know and should you be patient with both yes can you be patient with both yes but sometimes we have a little less patience with those that we love because we know they can handle it (laughs) and at least we like to think we think that they can (laughs) we're selfish enough to think that they can handle me being a jerk and i hate that yeah I mean, I struggle with this. It. I struggle with it daily. Right. And that's and why so, we, you know, this is not a topic that we talk about, but surround ourselves with people who can humble us and not just our wives and our family community, but a community that, that is know, willing to be honest with you and humble your sin. Yeah. Yes, you, you talk about the church, you talk about going to church and for us, I would say both of us, that's an integral part of our it is. going forward and who we are is not just being the church at the building, but, Having that community, community around, us, around us that is our church. That is that is our church, exactly. Yes, sir. It's not about condemning each other. Mm-hmm. That's not the life that we are called to live, but it's mm-hmm. about living that life beside you and picking me up when you fall yeah. and telling you, hey, you've fallen, <laughs> but now, just here, like this Jesus This is did, the way to get up. Like, this is the way to get up, and this is how we go forward from that. Yes, sir. So, that's, I mean, yeah. that's awesome, man. Yes, sir. Well, I mean, just the thoughts of that, just the Pilgrim's Progress. I don't know if you've ever had a chance to read it, but it's one of the best books I've ever read besides the Bible. Okay. And uh, the gentleman in there, he's he writes a story, uh, allegory, I believe it's called. It's a story. It's a dream. Mm-hmm. And uh, this man, his name's Christian, and he's walking along the road, and him and his friend, Faithful, walk off the side of the road, and they get caught up in a net. Mm-hmm. What happens next? The angels come down and give them a good whipping and then take the net off (laughs) and say, now this is where you need to go. This is the path you need to be. So sometimes that, that discipline, that Mm -hmm. Mm self-discipline that we have to incorporate into our lives can come from our surroundings. Right. So sometimes it's our church member or church member. It could be a friend. It could be a family member. I'm telling you right now, my wife is the best. She is the best one to give me that. I have two thoughts. I'm probably in a space, but on that, I'm working on being someone who's providing a safe space. And I know, you know, safe space is a big thing, but providing that space for her to feel comfortable in coming to me Mm -hmm. um, because of who I've been in the past, not specifically with her, but I'm a very big imposing figure. And so being able to humble myself and allow her and, let her know that she's safe to be able to come to me with those things that it's that hard, which is going to be, it's rough because it's friction. It's hard to have those conversations (laughs) whenever some people um, haven't grown up being able to have those conversations. I'm able to have them because that's my life, but others aren't. And so if they don't know that saying those things, I'm not 
I might take it personal for a second, but we're going to roll through it, Mm -hmm. you know, and be able to grow together. And then the second thought is it goes back to a story that I heard of one of my pastors from college. He talked about his son, Keller, holding a glass Christmas ornament and it shattering in his hand, creating three years old, crying, screaming, bloody murder, all the, all the whole nine yards takes him to the, um, to the clinic to get stitches and what's happening. He's being hurt. Mm-hmm. to stitch back his skin together. You know, we talk about, I can't remember who wrestles with God, um, but Jacob. Jacob wrestling with God and gets poked on the hip and he mm-hmm. hurt, he got hurt, Yep. but it's through, and I'm not trying to justify because there's a lot of people out there that say, well, why is, if God's a good God, then why is there pain in the world? And I'm not trying to sit there because I don't know everybody's story and yeah. I can't sit there. But at the same time, if, Keller is getting held down to get stitched together. Or if a car is coming and I push my, my son down, which I don't have a son, I push him down. So he doesn't get run over by the car and he gets up wondering why I hurt him. Mm-hmm. He didn't see the whole picture. He mm-hmm. didn't, he didn't have the self-awareness at, at whatever age he would be to know, to look for the car that I have, I have to cause a little bit of pain because yes. I want to save you. <laughs> yes. Exactly. You know, that idea. So um, with that, the thought of why we go through pain, mm-hmm. I mean, for me, I've lived that I've lived a life, man. I've, my mother passed away when I was six months old. Yeah. My wife died when she was 26. Mm-hmm. So in 2018, I've lost a child. Mm-hmm. I've seen a whole realm of pain. And I had a patient ask me this the other day, you know, why does God allow pain? Mm. And I said, why wouldn't he allow me to have more? I deserve so much more. Yeah. After what I've done in my life, Mm -hmm. I deserve so much more. And he has been good enough to me to allow me to open up a business, to get remarried, to have a great stepmom, Mm -hmm. to have an awesome family, have an awesome church have an awesome friendship with a lot of people in the community. Why don't I have a whole lot worse? And it's because of his goodness. It's because of his grace. And if I didn't have that to fall back on, I wouldn't be here today. Yeah. You know, I couldn't have survived it. I couldn't have stand the pressure. Yeah. But pain is what we have to live for. I mean, literally yeah. now pain far as the body goes, it's a sign of something wrong. Mm-hmm. Let's fix it. Yeah. When you have pain in, in the real world, is it a sign of something being wrong? Yes. Yeah. It means my heart needs to change. Mm-hmm. I need that heart change. Now, this is not all about scripture here. I right, understand, right, right, but right. this is, this is the goal here is to be able to show people mm-hmm. this is who we are. Right. This is what we are. Right. And if we show the light, like you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, shine it from a light top or hilltop, be mm-hmm. on the top of a hill, waving mm-hmm. the light around so people can see where to come to. Mm-hmm. I can't do that in a business by itself. Yeah. I have to have a light to shine to others. Yeah. I have to have that impact on others. That and thing that's, that's just driving you and it becomes who you are. Yes, sir. And it is who you are. And it is. It, it is who we are and called to be, you know, and to call to be that light. And, you know, evangelicalism has its bad names and mm-hmm. everything like that. But that's the beauty of what we're doing with you and impact. And hopefully me and the podcast that I'm creating is people get to see over time who we are called, who we are called to be the light that we shine. And it's not that we're, 
you know, we didn't stamp this is a Christian organization <laughs> on the outside of the buildings to get that publicity. Yeah. But it's the people inside. It's the who. It's, it's the, those how and how it's the who and how they're operating those things that once you get down to the nitty gritty, it makes somebody think, why are they doing it that way? Yeah. It's like, it creates that question. It does. It creates a question. And when that question mark comes up, it's an opportunity. Mm-hmm. It's a, exactly. it's the, and my daddy used to say the nose of the camel in the tent door. <laughs> it's the opportunity to be able to talk to them mm-hmm. and open up conversation. Right. Yeah. Evangelistic, the evangelistic theories and talks and all this stuff you hear people get really riled up about because it's so point in your face kind of thing. Well, if we talk to people, yes, but if we live a life, people come to an understanding more often. Yeah. And that's, that's what I look to be. You know, I look to be that person just living a life glorifying to God. Yeah. And so I want to kind of double down on that. And it's, to me, it's a culture. I'm sure that you're, that you're actively engaging in, in your, in your, with your employees. And I'm, I'm very interested to see or hear what, what is a culture of someone who has the beliefs that you have and you're not perfect, mm-hmm. but <laughs> by, by, you know, by any means, and I'm not sitting here saying, Hey, look at you, you're not perfect, you know, but it's, the idea, and I just want everybody to know that I feel that he, that Elijah is being humble about this, that he is not perfect and he's not going to say that he is, but there are some qualities and skills or traits or characteristics that he's imparting on his employees that he, I, we don't know the hiring process, but I'm willing to bet that it doesn't say at the box that they have to be a Christian. I'm, I'm willing to bet that that's not part of a prerequisite to work there. But over time, as we were saying, I'm sure the culture of, you know, Elijah being who he's called to be is wearing off. It's rubbing off on the people around him. So what's that look like? Yeah, no, no way would I have a checkbox or something like that to say, oh, you're a Christian. You have to be a Christian. I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, what I want is a person that's honest, integrity, has mm-hmm. integrity, and is willing to put themselves in the line of fire for Mm. someone else. Mm. And that's my thinking is what, if you're willing to work and you're willing to help others, no matter what your problems are that day, then you're, you're in my office. I want you there. And when this stuff comes about, you know, people ask me questions. Why are you doing things like that? Why do you do it that way? When I was at my last job, they did it this way, you know, um, they were doing this to try and get more money or they were doing this to try and sneak around the insurance this way, you know? And I was like, no, we're not even going to get near that line. Yeah. I want to stay over here. Yeah. I don't want to get here. Yeah. I want to do what is godly first mm-hmm. and worry about money and things like that later. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a struggle because I mean, yes, you could be dishonest and make more money. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. It's easy to do. Yeah. But if we're dishonest, then how is that going to impact my patient's life? Right. And so um, my employees see that and um, I've had questions. My employees question it, you know, and asking the, these things and I explain it to them. Yeah. And they're, they start smiling every single time. Yeah. They just start smiling <laughs> because they know mm-hmm. in their heart of hearts that what they came from and the people doing that wasn't what they wanted to be done. So that's the reason they left. Yeah. Now they're in a job and I'm nowhere near a good boss. I'm learning to be a good boss, but just those employees are like, you know what? 
he's trying. He has a heart to try. And as long as I continue to show that heart, they will follow me anywhere I tell them to go. Yeah. This and one or just life. If you don't have those people who are actively trying to walk alongside with you and feel what you're feeling mm-hmm. and teach you from their experience, whether it's someone your age, a little bit younger or older, where you can see yourself like there's those three types of people are helpful because yes, you can look back at someone who may be a little bit younger and think, well, maybe I can help that person or that person has a perspective that, you know, I wasn't a 28 year old in 2020. I was, you know, 28 in 2010. So what's a 28 year old in 2020 look like? And the life experiences that their commonality has. So just the idea of mentorship, again, going back to being poured into so that you can pour out to others and then going back again to the well, because we got to, we've got to refill, got to refuel. And then, so then we can continue to pour out into others. I mean, and show that light. And if, if, you know, you've heard the analogy of my cup's overflowing. Mm -hmm. Okay. The problem with that analogy is that if it is overflowing, you're not doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. You have to give. Mm -hmm. It is so much better to give than it is to receive. When you are giving of yourself and you are pouring out into others, then you actually learn what you have just poured out again. So you get it a second time. And so it gives that repetitiveness that over over learning (laughs) something so that we can grow up we can actually become wise and so it's it's key it truly is key (laughs) well shoot i'm i'm just getting at this like overwhelming feeling of like intensity whenever i'm talking with you and that i hope it's going to translate over the airways because you know as i said earlier on the show talking to you like I messed up I made a mistake with scheduling a back-to-back and so this conversation isn't going to get to go to where it could have gone but I feel like I'm opening up for this space to kind of almost pause it and that's fine you know it's but the I can feel that in going back to that feeling of intensity and just in, I can see it in your face. We we're having this conversation. I almost climbed on the table. I'm no, sorry. No, it's, it's good, man. It's there's, you can tell that it's not just a slogan for you. It's no. it's not just a motto. And what's coming to mind is you know people have all these mottos to say, but not a model to follow. And so you're trying to be that light and that model to follow, and not just dropping wisdom bombs on everybody because you have in this short interview, but you're living that life first. And I feel like that's what we're called to do is to live the life first. And then the remnants of that outside of that space, they're going to fall where they need to fall. Exactly. Um, and yes, so, sir. holy smokes, Elijah, I, I'm our, I, I'm stoked for part two. Like, and I know maybe we'll, maybe then we'll get a chance to talk more about the business, but my, <laughs> I'm, my, I'm okay with this. my interesting, you know, th- this will be a running thesis through the podcast is, Maybe this this part of the interview or these types of interviews, maybe those are what people gravitate to. And yeah, because well, it's real. It's real, it's real exactly. people. It's not talking just about a business. Mm-hmm. It's not just talking about oh, I've got this promo going on right. next week. Right. Um, it's talking about who's who's the heart who's of the, the business of and who's the heart that is trying to bring others in. You know, right. it's it's my opportunity to 
grab onto someone right. and love on them, yeah. you know, and hug them and just be there for yeah. them. Uh, who cares if I make a couple of bucks or not? Yeah. I don't plan on making any money on this. I plan on taking care of people. Yeah. Um, so let me, you know, I love the fact that we're able to do this and I'm, I'm very grateful to you to be so willing to host me yeah. doing this. It's yeah. exciting um, to have a platform to talk to others and kind of express myself. Yeah. Well, we're, we're thankful to have you on the show and we're thankful that we've already agreed to part two. Not, we don't know exactly when and where, but we're going to have a part two. And I mean, if it's more of the same, it's, it's good. Like no. we, we're, we're in this space and well, we challenge, I challenge everybody early on, like be where your feet are. And here mm-hmm. I am not being where my feet are <laughs> worried about the next interview coming in, but it's, it's something that I'm learning, you know, as mm-hmm. a young man, I'm, and trying to be a man and not a child anymore. And I mean, that's another topics of like the adolescence is grown. The adolescence is coming to mid to late twenties almost. And mm-hmm. that's a scary place. And I'm sure there's big conversations around all that. And so oh, yeah. I just, again, want to go back and say, thank you so much for coming and having this conversation with me, Elijah. It's, if anything, it's, it's a blessing to me that I get to see that there are, Truly, and not that I haven't with past interviews, but I get to really see that there truly are people who live what the life that they're speaking. And it's by no means is it perfect. There's, you know, we'll talk about next time losses and things like that business wise or dumb mistakes that we've made on business wise. But I, you get the chance to share that and grow from it. Yes, sir. These, the people that are over at impact right now, you're making an impact on them and hopefully um and i know your goal wasn't to come in and earn customers from this but hopefully you can find somebody out there and somebody listen to this that i mean he said it like if you just need somebody to talk to like impact therapy solutions they're they don't have medical directors or the therapists you know paid therapists or or licensed therapy but He's an ear to listen to, and I'm sure there's more than just him and his company. If you can't get a second with him, but holy smokes. Man. Well, you can always get a second with me. I will always take time to talk to somebody. I, I make sure my day is busy, but mm-hmm. I always make sure that I have time to stop and just talk yeah. if someone needs to. Um, so, yeah, come in and see me. Talk to me. I don't care if you come for physical therapy or not. It, I'm happy to sit in the kitchen with you and just say, hey. Let's talk for a minute. I've got some water you can drink. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful, so, man. That's beautiful. Yeah. Well, well Elijah, you. again, thanks for yes, being sir. on the Central Texas Business Podcast. And we're we're already looking forward to the future, you know, again, and being where my feet are, but looking forward to that next conversation and um, just learning more about who you are and what impact, impact is having on the city of Temple and Belton and the people of Central Texas. So thanks again, sir. And I hope that you have a, just a blessed day. Thank you. Appreciate you, sir. Dang, dude. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Thank you, guys, for listening to the show. If you have liked the show, please subscribe and leave a review in iTunes or in any other platforms out there. Make sure to follow and interact with us on the social networks. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Syntex Business Podcast and on Twitter at Syntex Business Pod. You can also connect with the host, Nolan Hoskins, through LinkedIn. We appreciate you guys taking the time to connect with us, to leave a review, and all the things that you are doing to interact with us through this podcast, and we hope that you have a wonderful day. 
Until next time, keep unlocking greatness.